I mean, I've been such a squeaky wheel with my bank this week. They, I've been busting their balls so bad. I'm gonna have to like send them an edible arrangement or gift card or something when this is all over. Welcome to the Light and Dark Podcast, where you can grow your community, build your business, and have fun doing it. I'm Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield. We are two wedding photographers forging our way in these sometimes lonely places of the entrepreneurial world, looking for a way to create community and a feeling of belonging. Deciding to join forces, we began our journey to teach a workshop that was inclusive of our very different yet equally creative styles, leading to the undertaking of the Light and Dark Workshop. Wanting to help more creatives than we could face-to-face, we decided to take our collective experience and start a podcast. And here we are today. If you're a creative entrepreneur looking for community and education, you've come to the right place. So grab a cup of coffee or a Red Bull and buckle up for today's episode. Today, we are doing a last minute fun um, little interview with my friend Katie, who is um, a co owner of Hotel Solutions. Um, they are actually based here in town, but they work with hotels all over the world. So she is pretty knowledgeable in bookkeeping um, and has been doing a ton of research on the current situation with COVID and all the things that are available to small businesses. Just a little caveat she's not a tax professor, or not giving tax advice, that is. <laughs> or legal advice, but we just thought we would interview her to bring you the information that she has been able to put together um, that we thought would be really great for you guys. So Katie, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thanks, Rachel. Um, Thank you for having me. I definitely am not a tax expert. I um, really am not an expert on the subject at all, except that I desperately need the help. (laughs) So I've just been researching like crazy um, for my own benefit and for my own company. And so I've learned a lot over the last few weeks and just want to share what I've learned. Um, It's a little bit different because I do have employees and employee costs. And I think today we're going to focus more on Um, sole proprietors and independent contractors, but all of the programs that are available for one are also available for the other. So there's a lot of overlap. Mm -hmm. So just to get to know you a little bit, tell us like who you are, your family situation, what you're loving right now, what you're drinking, (laughs) all the fun things. Okay, cool. Well, um, what I am is insane because (laughs) I have owned a company with my mom for, um, for the past, I guess, eight years. And just last year, my husband and I purchased it from her and she retired. And we also have a six month old baby girl and a 17 month, 17 month old baby boy. Who are the knee deep in diapers? Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, they're precious. We love them so much. Um, We have this hotel accounting company that we're trying to grow. We have about 20 team members. um, And it actually has been going really well. And we've been really excited about kind of our plans and strategy. And then this happened, and the hotel industry is like crashed crickets, like completely devastated. yeah. So we're just adapting and pivoting and trying to figure out. Yeah. Make With it work until things reason. come back. 
for you to do a lot of this research. <laughs> yes, for sure. It's out of necessity. That's for sure. <laughs> so I really brought Katie on because she's been so kind to share a lot of the um, information that she's found with me and um, has just been really sweet to just text me and, and email me um, any and all information that she's found. So I just felt like it would be a good, um, a good thing to bring to our listeners as well. Um, also, John is here. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> you heard you heard my like laughter from from the other side of the Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, and this is our first um, podcast to not do live, so this is interesting for us. Usually, I feel like we're talking to like a whole crowd of people, and it's just us today. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're just hanging out. <laughs> cool. It's fine. And this is our first interview over. The it internet. Is. Yes. And we're so excited. We're hoping to do a lot more interviews. Um, and we had some people lined up um, or that are going to be um, on the podcast. But um, with all the craziness, Katie gets to be the first one. Yay. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. We would love it if you would take a just a few seconds and click over to the library on your podcast app. The iTunes app actually would be the one to use and go over to shows. Scroll down till you get to our podcast, Light and Dark Photography Podcast, and then scroll to the bottom of that and you can see where it says ratings and reviews. If you wouldn't mind taking just a few seconds to write a little review for us and, you know, maybe hit that five star, um, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So maybe we should just dive in. Um, Katie, I know there's um, there's like three different options, I feel like, for um, sole proprietors. Um, one would be unemployment, um, like that with the New Cares Act that as a sole proprietor, we can file for unemployment. The other would be the EIDL loan. Um, and then the other would be the PPP loan. So I guess just... Um, maybe kind of dive in on wherever you want to start with all of those. <laughs> okay. Yes. So you're right. And I will tell you, I don't know anything about the unemployment okay. option yeah. because that is something that, that I hope that we won't have to explore with our team. So I haven't looked into that at all. Yeah. Um, but EIDL, I do know a little bit about and paycheck protection program is what we're specifically applying to. So that's what I know most yeah. about. Right. Um, and you can't use any of the three of them simultaneously. So you have to choose one of those three options. Um, so so I, I guess, well, one question before we move on is, um, hmm. as uh, some of the research that I have been showing, so you haven't seen this maybe, um, is that the EIDL loan can be um, rolled into the PPP loan. Is that not yes. interesting? That is true. So you can't, um, you can't duplicate those loans. Like if you were eligible for 25,000 for PPP and you got 10,000 for EIDL, now you can so, only get 15,000. Okay. For PPP. okay. I just wanted to clarify that, that if you already filed for the EIDL loan, you can still file for the PPP loan. You just have to make sure you understand that it's rolled into it. That's correct. Yeah. yeah you can't just like double dip getting right. twice the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 So from what I understand, the EIDL, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Relief Loan, is um, easier to get because you just go to the SBA's website, sba.gov, and you fill out the application online, and it's quick, and it's supposed to be a pretty quick turnaround um, for funding. 
and $10,000 can be an advance. Right. So that, and it's, I will say, I will say from Mm -hmm. experience that filling out the loan application is very easy and simple. It took me like 20 minutes to do it. I have not heard back, but I applied two days ago. So I'm sure they're getting loan applications like crazy right now. So it's probably going to be what, like a week maybe before I hear back. That's what the SBA is saying is four to five days to get back to you. The only thing that's not clear as far as how easy the process is, is that when they get back to you, then they're going to tell you what documents are required. Right. Yeah. So So I don't know how long the process will be of providing those documents and how extensive those documents will be. Yes. And so what are the requirements for the EIDL as, as far as you know? Well, you can apply as a sole proprietor. There's really no, um, you do have to certify. So on their website, when you fill out the application, you have to certify that you've been injured by COVID in some way financially. So if your business is still operating as usual and you've had no economic injury, then um, you'd be lying and that's illegal. Right. (laughs) So um, you just have to say, and it's literally just like clicking a box. Like, yes, I've been injured by COVID-19. Yes. Um, which I would imagine most businesses have, and especially those people working yeah. directly. Yeah, especially yeah, anyone who's looking at these SBA loans, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's in the creative entrepreneur business right now has been injured by COVID. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you just have to supply, um, and I'm speaking, you already know about this because you've yeah. filled out the application, yeah. but really you just have to certify that you have been injured by it. And there's a few other stipulations, like you have to have, be in good standing with the government, basically, yes. like you can't um, be currently um, yeah. like, used of a felony. You can't have a lien on your business or anything like that. You have Your to. business can't be involved in um, the sex industry at all is right. one of the questions. There's a few yeah. like check boxes. You I did see that on. and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah um, I saw that one and something about like, like three quarters of your business of your income can't be from legal gambling. Yes. Something like uh-huh. that. I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I guess we can still gamble right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really, that's that's really all you have to have to apply is to um, be in good standing with the government and have yeah. been injured by and COVID. You, and you have to know like your gross um, revenue, so not income, your gross revenue for your business, um, and uh, also your sales, any sales that you had. Um, I did have to input those two um, things as well. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're using a CRM like John and I tell you to do, it should be really right. easy to pull that yeah. up. <laughs> so then the way I think the application words, your expenses portion is your cost of goods sold. Mm-hmm. So I think that would just be your, your business expenses, but that's the way they word it, which I think. Could yeah. Work. Well, for, um, for photographers, that would probably be prints and products. So any prints, albums, anything like that, that you've sold, those would be your cost of goods sold. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Exactly. And okay. So with the EIDL loan, so you said it changed from a loan on March 30th to a grant. And so, so how does it become a grant? Because I know with the PPP loan, you have to prove like that you used it for payroll and, and rent and all of those things. Is it the same kind of thing with the EIDL loan? 
No, that is one of the beauties of the EIDL is that um, what they're calling is a $10,000 advance and that part is a grant. So on the application, I don't know if you remember, but there's a specific check mark that said, I would like to be considered for the $10,000 advance. Okay. So you have to make sure you check that little box. That's very important. And then that advance is a grant and it doesn't matter how you spend it. Um, okay. They don't ask for proof of how it was spent. So it's then, just um, forgiven. Okay. So it's so not like the PPP loan at all then. And I knew that there was no restrictions on this because I think that it was trying to help probably people like me who are a sole proprietor. I, it still feels very murky. And we'll talk more about that as far as like the PPP loan and how that would work for a sole proprietor who pays themselves and doesn't have 1099s or, um, or paychecks, like regular payroll going out. Um, I'll have 1099s once this year's over because I now have uh, several contractors, but um, as of January 1 of this, or, you know, as of last year, I didn't have any of that. So, um, so, so with this, you don't have those same stipulations. It's just not restricted. So that's why I went ahead and started with this. Um, I still want to try to get the PPP loan if I can mm -hmm. to help. Um, but uh, I figured this would be a safe start. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, so, you can have, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just had a, a quick question about that uh, EIDL loan. Um, if you do click on the, like, I want to be um, eligible, see if I'm eligible for the $10,000 grant. Uh, it, would they come back with, because uh, I know like the PPP loan, you can be approved for more than $10,000. So with the EID, would that be uh, would that be a possibility too, where they come back and say, "Oh, you've been approved for you know twenty five thousand dollars," but then it's like just the first ten thousand is forgivable, or how how would that work? I don't think so. I think the EID alone is only up to ten thousand dollars. Okay. Is that correct, Katie? That's my understanding as well. Okay. I'm not positive about that because there are. EIDL loans have been in existence for a really long time. They weren't really created because of COVID, right. um, but there have been some changes to it. And all of the changes that I've heard referenced are $10,000. Yeah. Um, and even on the application itself, it did say that this was a loan up to $10,000. Okay. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to see if there was anything different between uh, or similar with that in the PPP loan. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people are going to be doing the PPP loan in conjunction with the EIDL loan because okay. it would offer them two and a half times their salary with the PPP loan. Right. Rather than just the 10,000 if they, if they qualify for over 10,000 kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. As far as their salary. Yeah. Or payroll kind of thing. Yeah. All right, so that pretty much covers the idea alone, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> um, uh, so let's dive into the payment protection plan. Okay, awesome. So that is gonna be directly through lenders. So your individual bank, um, some credit unions are gonna be approved to do it. So wh whoever you're doing your banking with already, that's who I would suggest you go to to talk to about the Paycheck Protection Program. I've also heard that the smaller banks are actually having, like they're getting things faster, like getting things together faster than like the bigger, 
big box banks as well. So that might be something if you're having a hard time at your big box bank, you might want to, I know that there's um, like guarantee trust um, here in town, they for sure are doing it. So that might be something also to think about if you're someone who's contacted your banker and they say it's not, they're not ready for it yet. Yeah. Um, you know, each bank, even though the government's trying to make these loans really easy to get and they're trying to um, strongly encourage banks to do them, the bank has discretion over this and they can only take on so many loans, each individual bank. So I think they are going to give priority to current clients. Um, So I would start with your bank who you have history with. Um, And even though it's a zero risk loan for them, the part portions that aren't forgiven will turn into a regular loan and they're only going to be getting 1% interest on it. Right. So they're not anything off of. Yeah. As a business, from a business standpoint for a bank, they don't want all of their loan capacity to be in these 1% loans. Totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. So they are going to um, want to be able to verify yeah, that all of your documentation is accurate and they're going to want as much to be forgiven as possible. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So that not too much is rolled into this like really low interest bearing loan for them. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So as far as loans go, so the overarching, we'll just start at the beginning as far as what the paycheck protection program is. So funds are going to be provided in the form of loans um, that'll be fully forgiven if they're used for payroll costs. Mm -hmm. And these are loans for small businesses. The government's allotted $350 billion um, for these loans specifically. And then you can use them to pay payroll costs, to pay your mortgage, rent, and utilities. So if it's used... And those those are not your personal mortgage, rent, and utilities. Those are your business rent and utilities. I just want to make that clear, right? Yes. These are all... um, like your office building. small businesses. But yes, if you're a sole proprietor, if you're yeah, leasing an office space and you have utilities on that space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that because when you say like mortgage, rent, utilities, people might think like, oh, I can pay like my personal bills with this and it's going to be forgiven. And that's not what it's for. Yeah. Yes. Well, also, that is the gray area for sole proprietors, independent contractors, sure. and self-employed. Yeah. Because the law is actually very vague on that point as far as what are forgivable expenses for independent contractors, self-employed, and sole Mm -hmm. proprietors. So like if you have a home office, you might be able to get a portion of it forgiven for paying for that. Right. And the good thing is that getting the loan up front has nothing to do with whether it will be forgiven later. So you can concentrate right now on, hey, I am in a tough spot. Like I need this money. I need it fast Mm -hmm. and just figure out how to get the application into a bank, get it approved, get your loan, get that money. And then down the road, you can worry about whether it's forgiven or not. Yeah. Because even if it's not forgiven, there's deferred payments of at least six months. So the bank has some discretion, but six months to a year, you won't even have to start making payments. 
And then if a portion isn't forgiven, it then after that deferment period becomes a loan at 1%. Yeah. So it's still like a super low, like, uh, interest rate. And yes. I mean, even if you just get that money just for your, it, it might be just a good capital loan, you know, if you mm-hmm. just don't even get it forgiven. I mean, obviously right, you want to yeah. get the majority of it forgiven, but a 1% loan for your company is unheard of. So yeah, it's that's really much better good. than anything you could get any other time. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it might be good to do if you're if you're hurting for COVID at all. It might be good to just look, try to get it if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say try to get it, and I would say try to get it as quickly as possible. Yeah, because it's gonna they run. are taking applications until June thirtieth, but that three hundred and fifty billion is gonna run out quick. Yeah, so and once it runs so out, it's out. Like they can't give away anymore. Exactly. And if individual banks have their capacity of, okay, we're only going to do this many loans, that's as much as we can carry. Yeah. um, You might, it may be harder to find a bank to work with. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you know what an applicant needs to have prepared for a banker when they apply? Okay. Sort of. (laughs) Um, Because, so there's a list of like required documents that the SBA is requiring. Okay. But the bank also has discretion. Gotcha. Because they are taking on a certain amount of risk. Um, Yeah. They're not taking on risk that the loan won't get paid back because it's 100% guaranteed by the government. But like we talked about, it's still not a great investment for them um, as a business. Yeah. So what does the SBA require for documentation? So most of the documents that the SBA requires are going to be payroll documents that sole proprietors, independent contractors, and self-employed is not going to apply to them. And that is also a murky area. So what do sole proprietors have to supply? And that is basically, so if you're a sole proprietor, you file a Schedule C, mm-hmm. and you are most likely, the government hasn't been extremely clear on this, um, because applications for sole proprietors and independent contractors and the self-employed don't open till April 10th. Right. Other businesses could file as of yesterday, so Friday, April 3rd. Okay. Um, businesses with employees could file. So I applied yesterday. Gotcha. Um, But the applications for sole proprietors don't open until April 10th. And I honestly think a big reason is because they still have to put out guidelines. They haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, I had somebody tell me like, well, you have to have payroll in order to apply for this. And I'm like, but my salary is like I still have to pay myself a check and, and as sole proprietors, I think we all do that a little differently. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like I personally just take like a percentage of every job kind of thing. I don't, I don't write myself like a specific check every month because my income is not the same every month, you know, like the money Mm. coming in is not the same every month. So I, Mm. I can't do that. Um, so, so yeah, it is, I feel like it is a little tough, but like, so that person was still saying like you're as a business owner, your salary is considered profit. And I'm like, no business profit is very different from my salary. You know, do you feel like that's 
truth. <laughs> I do, but it's unclear on what yeah. is going to be counted for the PPP. So um, there is speculation that, and a lot of what I've read is that it will be based on your net profit. So line 31 of your Schedule C, if you're right. looking at a tax return, um, will they which be is your income. taxes um, as, as like what they're looking at, or will they have you use your current like bookkeeping, what you're doing right now? That's a good question too. They are going to use either or or both. Okay. Depending on what you have. Because okay. the point is the government wants to get small businesses money. Right. Like they want to help. They want to keep the economy afloat. Yeah. And so basically whatever you have. They'll use. They'll use as yeah. far as the SBA guidelines. Okay. Now what an individual bank is going to require. Right. Could be very different. Could be so very like, different. So like the federal government pushed back the deadline for filing your um, federal taxes to like July. So some of us may not even have <laughs> hand raised right here <laughs> of our 2019 taxes done. So I think a lot of people don't. Then maybe um, depending on the bank. So some of what I've read is that you can use unfiled tax returns. Okay. So you can scramble right now and get together the numbers that you will be filing on right. your 2019 tax return. Gotcha. Okay. And actually to qualify for these loans, you don't even have to have existed in 2019. You oh, right. just have to okay. have existed by February 15th of 2020. Right. So for those individuals, if you started your business in January, you would just provide January and February documents. Yeah. So things that you could need, if you're an independent contractor, then you'll, you'd be collecting up 1099s mm -hmm. from people you did work for. So you need your 1099s to show income. Okay. If you had filed your 2019 taxes, then you'll need your schedule C from your tax return. Okay. Again, there's kind of speculation if you'll use that top line mm -hmm. of money you brought in or the bottom line of your profit after expenses are taken out. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. But you will need your schedule C. Now, so, and I asked my bank this specifically because I was asking um, for my mom, who is an independent contractor. Oh, yeah. And she banks there as well. So she has a good history with them. So I said, you know, she just started doing that last July. She hasn't filed her 2019 tax returns. Um, yeah. How does she file? For how that? does she? Yeah. She does one job for a bunch of different clients and yeah. um, they don't all send 1099s. Right. So how is she supposed to get this loan? And they said that copies of invoices and checks oh. would suffice. Interesting. Okay. So that's another way that you can get documentation. If you haven't been keeping bookkeeping hmm. or you're, if you're a sole proprietor and you haven't been doing bookkeeping, which, you know, is not uncommon. Yeah. If you haven't filed your taxes, then invoices and check copies checks okay. is well, um, one possibility. Yeah. That's great to know. So each bank would probably have a different requirement on what they would require for documentation. So. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. Contact your bank, find out what you need to scramble together for April 10th is, is yeah. your homework assignment this week or this weekend, or I guess Monday. Definitely. I think that that's going to be the key is to just communicate with banks as 
early and often as possible because honestly they're constantly pivoting also trying to figure out what are we supposed to be doing how are we going to do this what do we require i mean i've been such a squeaky wheel with my bank this week they i've been busting their balls so bad i'm gonna have to like send them an edible arrangement or gift card or something when this is all over but they're just trying to figure it out. I mean, they're working really hard and they said they got 30 applications. My bank did got 30 applications on Friday. Wow. Um, so so is it the bank or is it SBA who's actually going to do the final approval? So you apply to a bank, right? I think that they submit those applications to the SBA is my understanding. Okay. Although they're they're providing the funds. They're trying to make it uh, to where they don't have to have a ton of SBA employees dealing with all of these applications and they're trying to like, I guess, make it easier for them. Um, It's like a pre-approval process and they send it in and say like, hey, we think you guys should approve these and then they stamp it kind of thing. I'm not actually positive if the SBA has to approve every loan or if the banks are just... um, communicating with them right now early on to make sure they're not doing it wrong. Okay. Because I think the banks are just trying to figure it out Yeah, and they don't want to approve because it's a hundred percent guaranteed by the government. Right. If it meets the qualifications. Right. I think the banks are a little uneasy of verifying that monthly payroll costs because the application only has one number on it and that's your average monthly payroll cost. And then they multiply that number by 2.5 and that's the amount that you're eligible to borrow. Right. Yeah. And as a sole proprietor, we don't have like, or most of us don't have a specific number every month kind of thing. It would be, it would be an average, I guess. Yeah. And it's average for everyone, but that's where the, where it's unclear whether you take your um, line one of your schedule C, line 31 of your schedule C, out of your 1099s. It's just not extremely clear. Right. So whatever it is, you take your um, annual Mm -hmm. payroll cost, divide it by 12, multiply it by 2.5. And that's what you're eligible to borrow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So with these loans, I know, um, I know you mentioned with the PPP loan that you definitely need to be a good bookkeeper and keep track of where you're spending this money. Um, but for either of them, I mean, if you're getting any money from the government at this time, would you recommend like putting it in a separate, uh, like opening a separate savings account or a different checking account or something just so that's the only money that's being used? Uh, so you don't have to like filter through all of your, uh, like your bank statements later this year whenever they come to you saying oh well you know let's let's look at this where were you spending your money uh if i was just thinking if it's all in the same account then you pretty much just print up the whole yeah for that separate account um or does that even matter um i wouldn't suggest that necessarily because for a business with employees, 
Mm -hmm. like mine, there's very specific things that this money can be spent on if you want it to be forgiven. And you're going to have to provide. So there's not a lot necessarily of documentation on the front end to get the loan, but on the back end to get it forgiven, that's where you're going to have to supply all the documentation. So for every single item that is going to be forgiven, I'm going to have to supply a document for every single one of those. So like, mm-hmm. um, W2s and 941s and yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you'll have to do that either way. If it's coming out of like your current checking account where you currently pay all your employees versus putting the money that you receive from the government in this loan in a separate account and then paying out of that account, you're still going to have to, to, to pull together all that documentation either way. Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to have a very specific list of documents you have to keep. Um, and you're going to know what that is for sole proprietors. I think it's going to be completely (laughs) different. I think basically once they figure out how much you're allowed to borrow, that's all going to be forgiven because yeah, it's going to be exactly what you need to pay. What yourself. else are you going to spend yeah. it on? Uh-huh. I mean, you pay yourself right. and then yourself can spend it on whatever you want. It's not. Um, yeah, but I think that you would still need to keep documentation that you're actually paying yourself with that and not just spending it. Um, because I know as a sole provider, sometimes we like to use our business cards for regular things and we shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think. So first, so you ha- you might have to be very careful and be able to provide documentation that you actually like, here's the transfer that I made as my salary for this month kind of thing. And then here's the, you know, the check that I paid my office rent with and my office utilities with and that kind of thing. So you, you definitely want to keep track of specifically that. And that way you're not having to be like, um, maybe that was salary. Maybe I just went to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think maybe that's what John was getting at is if, if you are a sole proprietor and don't have a business account, um, this might be the right time to form a business account and make sure that loan goes in your business account. Yeah. And then you write yourself a check or make a transfer to your personal account. And make a note um, that that transfer was specifically for your salary, not just like, Oh, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, so I'm calling this a payroll expense. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but there's no requirement that you use a payroll company or that you do right. anything official to make it a payroll expense. Right. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So those of us who use Excel for our bookkeeping, like you just need to make note in your Excel spreadsheet that this is a transfer for your salary kind mm. of thing is what we think. <laughs> we're not, we're not giving you advice. <laughs> we're just speculating. <laughs> yeah, this is our interpretation of the guidance that's been provided so far, which is right. changing all the time. New guidelines were put out yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah. changing the interest amount from the PPP loans from 0.5% to 1%. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know. That. Yes, because banks just like did not want to do them. They're I like, can't imagine. Yeah. Too low for us. Five is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I mean, still 1% is still crazy low for a loan like this. Oh yeah. 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 
Awesome. Well, thanks, Katie, for all of your knowledge and sharing that with us and getting on here with us. Yeah, <laughs> You're thank you so much. I will tell you that even though I've spent so much time like on the phone with people, watching videos, reading articles, reading the law, which is extremely dry, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still so speculative because I haven't talked to anyone yet that has got the money in their account. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I can talk to you all the way up through like submitting my application yeah. to my bank because that's my personal experience. Right. But with the EIDL, with the PPP, yeah, I don't know of anyone that's exactly. actually gotten the money yet. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, soon so that, that will like we'll the next couple weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll be able to tell people, Hey, this is how it actually works. And I got all yeah. this money in my bank account to pay my employees. And then so we'll, I know for it works. Yeah. And then we'll be talking about how we get it forgiven in the ne in like six months. Yeah. <laughs> because right. that's still going to be up in there. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, for sure, if you're applying for these and you get money, you better be like, double bookkeeping making sure you have everything covered that way you can get the most forgiven yeah uh, and i mean at the back. very uh, i mean at the worst if you don't do your due diligence with this and you can't prove that you use the money how you were supposed to it's a loan for one percent yeah. interest that you'll have to repay so it's right. still it's still not a terrible deal if you just totally fail at all of that stuff. But we definitely think that you should try to get as much forgiven as possible to help you out right now. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. And I feel like that 1% is definitely worth it oh, to yeah. have cash in the bank right now mm -hmm. uh, in this time, especially for, I know, like Rachel and I being photographers, we are not legally allowed to do, uh, do any photo shoots right now yeah uh so you know business has kind of gone down to zero and just and nobody's booking right now either even for like the next year because they're everything just everything's up in the air and it's up in the air and nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen and so everybody's scared to spend anything so it's a little crazy right now yeah, yeah. so yeah. much uncertainty yeah yeah oh. <sighs> well all right. Well, that was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> we need some sort of like happy story or something to end on a high note because I was oh. like, a, wah, wah, wah. yeah, no worries. I was going to tell you what John and I normally do towards the end is we talk about what we're loving. Um, and so we, um, I mean, we can go first if you want. <laughs> John, what are you loving right now? Um, I am, oh, I am loving that uh, the show Community is on Netflix now. Yes. I mean, it's been on Hulu for years, uh -huh. um, but something about it being on Netflix, I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch it again. Uh, I thought it came out, and I was like, oh, I need to watch that again. Yeah. It's so good. It was, it was one of my favorite shows back in, like, 2008 or nine or whenever it first yeah. came out. Yeah. Uh, it was really great. I've been going back through just like while I'm editing photos, I'll have it on my laptop just playing. And I'm like, oh man, I love Troy and Abed. They're so good together. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm loving. We also started, okay, so I didn't want to watch Tiger King 
<laughs> uh, but does anybody really want to it's just like it, you can't help it it's like a train wreck you can't stop looking at right yeah it's like everyone is talking about this accident and you're like i don't want to because i know it's going to be horrible but i kind of want to see the pictures <laughs> um but yeah we we started watching it last night um, because Knox and Jamie on the podcast oh, are doing a deep dive through the whole series on their uh, Patreon. Oh. I was like, if they do that, then I'll watch it. But otherwise, and then they chose to do that. Uh, <laughs> all right, fine. Um, so I've that's only not seen really the first episode, and Chris and I were both like, "This cannot be real! Like, I can't even believe that this is a thing." <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. I can see why people are sucked in. Yeah. Have you Uh, watched more than the first episode? We watched the first two, um, which I mean, I can see why everyone is just binging straight through the series because like the last 30 seconds of the first episode, they said, I don't even remember what it was, but they said something. And then it was just like, well, now I have to see what's <laughs> resolved in the next episode. Yeah. And then at the end of the second episode, they did the same thing. And I was like, nope, I've got to go to work. I cannot sit here. It's already past midnight and I still have stuff to do. <laughs> um, but, so is your schedule as completely like messed up as mine then? <laughs> oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, with the with the kids here and yeah. with uh, Taylor, like she's uh, like this week transitioned from first trimester to second trimester. Right. Uh, so there's been a lot of a lot of interesting, you know, a lot of just like I need to go take a nap, and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I will. I'll be on kid duty Uh, and because we've just had the kids inside for so long yeah I mean we're in what the third week oh my gosh I know something like that I don't know it's been almost a month yeah started doing like the whole social distancing yeah around the fourth or fifth Uh of last month yep um, so yeah, it's been a lot, uh, where the kids can't have play dates and they're just playing with themselves and us and I know like they're going crazy, which is making mm-hmm. us go even crazier. Uh-huh. Yeah. Harrison misses his Maddox play dates. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maddox saw Harrison on your Instagram stories the other day and he was like, Hey, can we go play with Harrison? I was like, one day, <laughs> one day, we'll <laughs> one day in the future. Yeah. I know. Did you see Carrington's little, um, flower shop? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Harrison, so I was scrolling through and saw it and I was like, Oh, look, Carrington. He was like, well, I want to watch my friend. <laughs> like, <"Aw." laughs> yep. Um, Oh, shoot. I was going to say something. Sorry. I totally, totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no. Well, well okay. what are you loving? That's okay. that's about it for me. Yeah. Community and, uh, yeah. That's, okay. That's, that's, that's all. <laughs> gotcha. um, I am uh, currently, I'm reading Nine Perfect Strangers, which I have not been reading for a while. I've been um, so busy, so it has yeah. actually given me time to read, which is nice because I love to read. Um. So that's, I'm loving that book. I'm like halfway through. I really like it. I think I'll finish it in the next couple of days. And then um, I'm still watching the originals. <laughs> <laughs> I got to finish that series. 
<laughs> so oh, I've been watching that every night. <laughs> but yeah, no, my schedule is totally messed up. We've been waking up at like 10 every morning and then we don't eat breakfast till like 11, 11 30. Then we eat lunch at like three and then we eat dinner at like 8 30 and we're like, uh, <laughs> we've got to fix this. Katie, what are you loving right now? Um, <laughs> taking my babies on walks. Oh, that's going cool. outside with them. Yeah. To the point where I can't have a day without it. Like this morning, I took Levi on a walk, and it's like drizzling, like freezing rain. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet he still loved it. He he was like so bundled up, like the kid in a Christmas story. Where he's <laughs> huge jackets you can't even move oh my gosh I love it yeah and people were just looking at me like why do you have this baby outside right now you're like because he's been I need it people just don't question it (laughs) need this that's awesome cool 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 oh well this was so fun so Katie thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it especially on short notice (laughs) (laughs) there's so much um like vague gray area that I'm not sure that I added a lot of value but I'm happy to share what what I've come across well yeah no you definitely added a ton yeah absolutely thank you awesome all right well I think that's it for us I think so yeah yeah Y'all have a great day. You too. Thank you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Light and Dark Podcast. You can join us next week live on Facebook in our Light and Dark Photography Podcast group by heading to lightdarkco.com slash join FB or by searching Facebook for Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm Rachel Driscoll, and you can find me on Instagram at Rachel Driscoll. And I am John Mansfield, and you can find me on Instagram at AllHeartPhoto. The Light and Dark podcast is recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. You can find the show notes with all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast. This podcast was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme is by the talented John Isaac. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.